Before we get into the episode, head on over to RighteousFelon.com for all your favorite beef jerky flavors. I'd recommend starting off with the whole shebang craft jerky gift bundle. The jerky is smoky and savory, spicy and sweet. All of your favorites, all in one variety pack. Use promo code OCSN, all lowercase, to get 15% off at checkout. Don't miss this great opportunity. Go to RighteousFelon.com today. You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the High School Takes Podcast. I am your host, Joey DeMeglio, and there's not much news on the Rangers front this week aside from the stadium series announcement. So I've decided to talk a little New York Mets baseball with friends of the show, CJS, a.k.a. Nick Rose and Python. Boys, how are we doing? How's everything going? Uh, pretty solid. We kicked off a Mets channel recently too, so we got we got things rocking with the Mets. We're getting into it. Thanks, Carl Carrasco, for uh, starting the channel off for us. Uh, winning record though with the channel. We we had a loss after the podcast, but you know what? Winning record still since the channel is launched. So That's all that matters. We've done what yeah. we've done. We've done more than any any Mets fan ever has. So I don't know what to tell you. Nice. Yeah. Good job, boys. Good job. Contributors. We'll we'll uh we'll start with a little hockey talk first, though. Yes. There is some yes. news. No the big news for this week. <laughs> <Angel's> so boring. <laughs> I know, right? Playoffs. Who everybody hates the playoffs. Oh uh, the, the playoffs. I'm a Rangers <laughs> fan. I don't know what that's like. The NBA is on and we're talking hockey. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um the stadium series next year. That's hype to be that's held. Hype. At MetLife Stadium mm-hmm. in New Jersey. Now, this is what I am like, I'm kind of pissed off about. I don't know how they got the matchups all screwed up. Mm-hmm. They yeah. somehow got the Flyers involved, which is <laughs> a little sense. odd. A little odd. I guess they maybe they because could sneak them in there. MetLife Stadium is in New <laughs> Jersey and, and right. is so close. Okay. But you can't have Rangers versus Devils. You have to have Rangers versus Islanders, mm-hmm. Devils versus Flyers. Come on, that's obvious. It was obvious. So, yeah, the Rangers and Devils just played a first-round heated seven-game series, but Mm -hmm. let's have them play the Islanders. I think that's the smart idea. Right, and the Flyers, who were, like, in contention for the first overall pick and nothing else. No, they're not in contention for that. Tortorella won't allow that. But (laughs) He would have vetoed the pick. Yeah, that's not allowed. First overall pick. They should have, like, a round robin, like, where it's the Rangers play the Islanders outside. Then the Devils, and then yeah, the but like, but you, you want to know what the problem is with that with that idea is that it makes too much sense for the NHL, and it would be too entertaining. So they had to scale it back. Yeah, I will say though that the ice that. probably they probably can't maintain that ice for that long. Probably not. But dude, actually, I think I thought it would have been really cool if they could have done the Rangers Islanders um, a two a two uh, a two game stadium series set, and they could have done one at City Field, and they could have done one at Yankee Stadium. I thought that would have been great. And you got to think Steve Cohen, the Mets owner, would have been all over doing something like that. And the Yankees owner, too, because, I mean, obviously, I'm Evan and I are obviously not like the norm, but Rangers, Rangers, Yankees, and Islanders, Mets are typically the matchups you get. Like, you're usually a fan of both, and to get to see the teams play in each stadium would be pretty cool. But instead, we're going to play in New Jersey, not even the same state. So, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, last time the Rangers played in the stadium series was the 2013 one. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. They could have done that, too. They could have just had us yeah. play the Islanders and the Devils again. Like, right. That's what I was saying. Like, mm-hmm. that, I would do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, screw the Which Flyers. Which was awesome. Dude, that was a major hit, too. I mean, we won both games, keep the change. But that was friggin' awesome. I hate I the Yankees, that. but Hank's pads for the... That was just beautiful, his pads yeah. for those games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, I've, of course, Hank's pads for anything. Right, right. He wasn't going to miss. Not, <laughs> can't miss. He, that guy can't miss. No. Um, I hope the jerseys are better, though, this time around. I didn't like the jerseys. Yeah. I, I thought, at first, I didn't like them. And then at, as time went on, I started to like them. Not yeah, as but much compared as, like, to the Winter Classic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, uh, absolutely. Dude. Absolutely. Especially yeah, yeah. the Winter Classic against the Sabres. I loved those freaking jerseys. Everybody loves dude. those. I'm trying so hard to get a jersey still. You look saw... on eBay time and time again because I didn't get one when they dropped. Someone get this guy a DHgate account. Jesus. <laughs> um, I didn't want well, a fake one, though. Get a fake one. Come on. I already have well, a fake one, so I we're, we're fine there. Hey, maybe if we keep pumping in money to the NHL, uh, the salary cap will go up. No. Yes. We got to no. get all the decision jerseys. No. That'll, that'll, that'll help with escrow. Because that's nope. our next topic. The salary cap has rumors. Yes. There's rumors going around. This is pure speculation. We don't know if this will actually happen. Chris Johnson kind of reported that the NHL, the league, is willing to talk about raising the salary cap for next season more than the $1 million projected. I think it'll all come down to how well they do financially from these playoffs. Right. It's all yeah. small market teams, but you know what? This, these are all teams that have never been there before. I think the viewership is definitely a lot better than last year. Um, because again, these are all teams that have never been there. Dallas has a great market. Vegas has a great market. They sell out every Huge. game. Seattle made a really good run, right? Florida is is doing great now. Like, go back ten years, they were struggling to get people to come to their games. Now it seems like they're getting better and better. Still not selling mm-hmm. out every game, but better and better. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are this is good. And Carolina's got a got a fairly decent crowd. Uh, the Caniacs. Mm-hmm. Not as good as the Rangers, but no. you know we would. We still outnumber them. That. We still outnumber them yeah. at PNC. It doesn't matter though because the Rangers didn't even make it past round one. <sighs> Thanks for the reminder. Yeah. yeah thank you. Sorry guys. Thanks. Sorry guys. But, hey guys, um, it was a good pod. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> see you guys next time. Um, <laughs> this time we're only going five minutes on ice cold takes, not <laughs> yeah, even an yeah. hour. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry guys. Old City Sports Network regulations <laughs> require podcast to be seven minutes or less. Sorry, <laughs> We'll see you guys next time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks for coming out. No, in all seriousness, though, any increase to the salary cap projection of over a million dollars is is obviously a big win for the Rangers yes. because they're operating on uh, less than $12 million mm-hmm. cap space for next season. And, of course, Lafreniere, Miller, they got to resign. Yeah. And I think Tyler Mott's a foregone conclusion that they're, they're going to sign him soon. I'd, if they I'd, if they don't do it, it should this, be. again. If they do this again and don't bring him back, mm-hmm. oh boy! It's not like okay, but like there's there are replace placeable options out there. I was looking at right. daily faceoffs free agency contract projections, and their projections are pretty accurate. Um, mm-hmm. Couple names stand out to me: Max Pacioretty. If that guy could stay healthy. That would be like one of the first guys I would want the Rangers to pick up, mm-hmm. uh, but he's had so many issues over the past few years. He cannot stay healthy. They projected him at one year, one point five million dollars. That's absurd. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's a bargain. Um, guys that I've mentioned on the show in previous weeks that I've wanted, Ivan Barbashev, mm-hmm. four years, four point two million is what they are projecting. Garnet Hathaway, four years, two million dollars. <sighs> Hathaway at four years, two million dollars. I think oh, two million, two million, two million is the is I would not go over that much. 
Someone's gonna overpay Kurt. him, dude. Yeah. That's the that's the harbor. Someone's gonna give him like a freaking uh Barker Blake, uh, Blake like yeah, like a Blake Coleman. Like he's gonna get so overpaid, it's not even funny. Evan Rodriguez, this is the guy that's mm. probably gonna get overpaid. They're Rangers killer. Three years, three point seven million dollars for Evan Rodriguez. I don't I don't think it's worth it for that price tag. Uh-uh. Who was the guy we mentioned when we did that live stream? Josh Archibald, no, baby. No. Josh, Josh Archibald. He Archibald. did not even crack the top fifty for uh, daily faceoff, so I don't can know. I, can what I give? A, can I give a little bit of love to Archibald real quick? Absolutely, take it away. Can I? Can I? Can I share screen? Uh, let's try and figure this out. Yeah, here. Uh, present the. Uh, my gosh. Did it I'm work? going to have to do some editing. Uh, oh, there it is. Did it work? Here we go. Here we go. There it is. All right. All right. So not that I'm not that I'm a psychopath and I spend hours at a time doing this, but but I did a little bargain bin shopping and th- and and I think I said it in the live stream too. These are guys you're probably gonna be able to sign for less than one point one five million. If we look at Josh Archibald right here, oopsie daisies, Josh Archibald right here, right here, 0.78 net penalties per sixty, which is fourteenth entire NHL. The average for net penalties per sixty was in the negative. All right, so this guy is not only a net positive, but a net positive the point that he was 14th in the entire league. If you keep Tyler Mott, you have the number one guy in the league, Colin Blackwell, right behind him. How about that? Julian Gauthier, two spots. 14 minor penalties would only have him ninth on the Rangers. All right, so he doesn't really take that many penalties. 18.91 hits per 60 is sixth in the league. 2.71 blocks per 60 would be seventh on the entire Rangers team, counting defensemen, and his 0.48 giveaways per 60 are would be the least on the Rangers. And... I didn't include this stat on there, but something about Josh Archibald, obviously when you see a guy has got a lot of hits, a lot of blocks, and not a lot of giveaways, you think he doesn't possess the puck. His SAT or shot attempts percentage was in the positive side. In the positive. So it's not even like when he's on the ice, he's giving up a ton of shots. He's just freaking active. He creates energy. And for all the bargain bin shopping, and Evan and I talked about this, Glenn Denning, Craig Smith, and Josh Archibald, if you can get any of them for 1.15 or less, you got to take a shot on it, I think, personally. Because that, that's literally what it is. It's a bargain bin shopping list. This is like that money ball scene where Billy's just writing yes. the names on the sticker and mm-hmm. throwing it up there. And we're just like, <laughs> who? Right, exactly. But, dude, like, I mean, think about it, right? Like, even if you don't do Archibald, even if you don't do Smith, let's say a guy like Luke and Glenn Denning. If you sign a guy like Luke, Luke, uh, Luke Glenn Denning, you're getting a natural right-handed center. That pushes Goudreau and Mott to the wings where they, they're going to play better and they're going to play safer. You get a guy that's 51.9, uh, 59.1% in the dot, 8.1 hits per six, which would lead the Rangers forwards. Actually, I think it would lead the entire team. I think Truro was at a 7-7. Seven, seven, the 786 or something like that. His 4.26 blocks per 60 would lead the Rangers forwards. His 0.28 net penalty per 60 would be third on the entire team. The guy does like, these are options that you could get for seriously 1.15 or less. And these are guys that we need to look at. If we don't want to use picks to offload players like Barkley could draw with other, you know, other guys. If you don't want to do the cap dunt route, if you want to run the same roster, but kind of plug holes like the Rangers used to do with guys like Benoit Pouliot, Dominic Moore. I hate to say it, when we first brought back Dominic Moore, that was a bargain bin guy. I think we signed him for one year, $900,000. Maybe it was even less than that mm-hmm. as just a tryout. And he turned out to be the crux of our fourth line for three or four years. Benoit Pouliot was that guy that year too. Dude, like, like if you if you want if you want to try to plug holes with a playoff team at bargains, this is how you do it. If not, you have these other guys. Uh, 
Hathaway, we already talked about. Jonathan Drewen would probably get similar to Max Pacioretty. Deal. No. There's your Evan Rodriguez. I know, I know. There's your Evan Rodriguez. There's your Jesper Foss. My favorite one on this was Ryan Donato. His 14 even strength goals would be sixth on the team. 5.18 hits per six would be would be sixth. His 2.7 takeaways per six would be second. And his 13 minor penalties would be tenth. He's got a .15 net penalty per 60, so a positive on the net penalties. If you want your Benoit Pouliot type, a guy that could play up and down the lineup, wing or center, I think Ryan Donato is your guy. And still looks like Jimmy Vesey's brother. Let's go. And mm-hmm. still looks like Jimmy Vesey's brother. But those are just like... <laughs> Just I, I just ranted and rambled for a minute, but if you want to bargain bin shop and plug holes in the roster without having to, up, having to give up crazy amounts of assets, assets being both cap space, prospects, picks, whatever you want to call it, those are options that I see the most fitting. Good work, Nick. I would just say you got to work on your photo, your Photoshop, your PowerPoint. Isn't it bad? Skills. Yeah. Isn't it bad? <laughs> I love all the details there. We just got to make it more appealing for the viewer. Oh, That's dude, it. I know. I've literally used the same background good. for years now. I've got to get a new one. It's going to be funny if they sign Archibald. We're going to be the only fans oh, excited dude, on Twitter. We're going to be like, going like, fucking Archibald, we did it! <laughs> Our guy! Fuck the parade! <laughs> I'm getting an Archibald jersey. No. <laughs> we'll pull it. We'll pull up. You got LeCision. You got Archibald. And we'll, we'll give Joey a jersey. We'll make him wear my McElrath jersey. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. No, he'll, get the, he'll get a Brzezinski jersey. I think that works. <laughs> hey, we'll get him a Ben Harper one for the road. That could be the new uh, the new fifth line. Remember when they had that <laughs> fifth line in preseason last? I think it was last year. Oh, my year. God. The fifth line with Jesus. Lieber Hayek. Forgot what, I forgot who was on it. It was like Gauthier, Brzezinski, someone else. Ryan they called it the fifth line. No, Brendan it was the Smith. year before Carpenter. Who Not the hell Brendan would that Smith. have been? I, <laughs> I don't remember who it was, but I remember like it was like, oh, it's the fifth line, everyone. It had to have been someone we brought over that just did yeah. not work out. I... I remember yeah. last year and got the fifth line, but the fifth line. 2013, 14, <laughs> there was a few guys that the Rangers signed like kind of mm. league minimum. Yeah, dude. It was Pouliot, mm-hmm. Dominic War, and then there was one other guy that they got. I forget who it was. was Let it me go ahead and pull that up now because I love com- going down memory lane and looking at all it that. It might not have been another guy. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just forgetting. Um, well, the Rangers made a lot of smart moves that year. Like, dude, like even when they got Daniel Carcillo, who thought Carcillo would have been anything for the Rangers? And he was a crucial part of that team. For a seventh round He pick. was big for us. For a seventh round. So here we go. You had Benoit Fouliot, Um Delzado, we traded for Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein was huge. Uh, Justin Falk. There you go. There's your other guy that was basically yeah. league minimum. Yeah, but he sucked. He was awful. Brandon Mashinter, Aaron Ashen was on that team. Foss got his NHL start. Uh, Daryl Powell, yuck. I don't, I don't think he had a single point in his Rangers tenure. Taylor Payat, Rafi Diaz, who we traded to the – we got from the Canucks for a fifth-round pick who ended up being Adam Gaudet, who won the Hobie Baker Award. Sounds right about right. Uh, JT Miller had his start. St. Louis, Dorsett, like mm. – Yeah, Justin Falk team. was the other guy I was looking, looking I think. Solid player. I remember I remember uh reading about that in 2014, mm-hmm. 2013, actually, because that was the 13-14 season. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the the all these contracts here, like okay, Nick Felino, one year 1.2 million from, from mm-hmm. Daily Faceoff. Jesper Foss, two years 2.3 million. Nick Bukestad, mm-hmm. two years 2.3 million. These are all affordable. And the golden one, Corey Perry, one year. $850,000. If that's the case, sign him tomorrow. You you mean to tell if me that's you the case, take a flyer on that guy? 
Easily. If that's the case, I'd rather him, him on the fourth line than Jimmy VC. Not even a question. Also, Noel Chari is uh, two years, one point five million. Yeah, I would do that. Not bad. Not bad. I'm just such an Archibald guy. I don't know. I don't know. I found a member of the fifth line. It was Dryden Hunt, by the way. Dryden Hunt. See, like that's what I, I mean. His name like, was Mike. They could, they could go after these guys. My concern is they start playing these guys like they're yeah. first liners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's you got to get devoted fourth liners. And I think, too, if you're signing guys like Archibald, <clears throat> my man crush, if you sign guys like Archibald and you get, like, a good amount of them, like, I think if you have three or four of those guys on the roster and you have guys like him and BC, for example, just the two guys I'm thinking on top of my head, right? Him, BC, and let's play pretend, but two others. If you got guys like that nipping at each other's ankles the entire season competing for a fourth-line spot and you're rotating guys in and out, that is great competition to have. To have, like... I think a big problem is, and we talked about this, all of us at length, when you're comfortable at your position, whether it's at work in real life, whether it's a sport, if you're comfortable, you're comfortable. You're not going to put forth your best ever because who the hell are you competing with? Do you yep. think you think it was ever a day like, uh, it, God, I don't, I don't want to, you know, cast an indictment on anybody that, that Jimmy VC showed the practice like, I'm not getting scratched tomorrow. What the fuck does it matter? Like, why would I, ha- why would I do this if I don't really have to worry about getting scratched or any of the other guys? If your job is not in jeopardy, you're obviously not going to give 150% because you don't need to. But if your job's in jeopardy, every night you're in the lineup, you're not going to take it for granted. And I think as a team, like a team like Tampa Bay does that perfectly, as there is no guaranteed spots. You got guys like Ross Colton, uh, Matthew Joseph, and all those guys we just talked about nipping at your ankles every single day. And you know damn well if they get in that lineup one day, you might not be in there the day after. Mm. And I think like, that healthy competition is huge both on defense and offense it's like the remember in 2016 when terry collins said the had that one rant where he was like i have a whole bunch of people in vegas that that Mm want to come up here and play like if you don't want to show up to play then Mm -hmm. don't show up or whatever i agree yeah the team showed up and they went on a run and Mm -hmm. made the playoffs uh but like that's the idea that's exactly i think that's what you're referring to uh, with your point with your point of playing guys in the top six, that's why I said that Craig Smith is probably my favorite of those mm-hmm. options, just because I feel like you could play him in the top six. I'm not saying right. he's going to be what Jesper Foss was, but he could be similar right. to what Jesper Foss mm-hmm. was to Panarin. I think Donato would be good, but I think he would mm-hmm. ask for a little too much. That I, agree. I think so, he had too. a really good year. He mm-hmm. did. He's a killer on the like he kills the Rangers, and that's why I put him and Evan Rodriguez on the list. Not because of like their little micro stats that I was unaware of. It's because they kill us when they play against us. So maybe if they play for us, they'll do just as good. Kind of like Artemi Panarin. He was a Rangers killer. Mm-hmm. We brought him on, and he was a killer for us. Just not in the right. playoffs. I'm not on board with putting like if I had to compare like two rosters, right? And one roster the Rangers have going into next year is one with a bunch of free agents. Mm-hmm at like kind of league minimum one to two two million dollar contracts and the other roster is will cooley brennan Othman, zach jones mm-hmm. i would take the free agents i don't feel comfortable yeah i don't feel comfortable with with will cooley yet i don't mm-hmm. i don't know too much about him um <clears throat> the rangers are absolutely 100 percent going to have to use like zach jones or matthew yeah. Ross. i'm telling you though if knoblock gets the job expect more of those guys on the roster I think so. Yeah, That's no, why no, but I still think there should three. be an effort. I I still think there should be an effort to get guys that are yes. that have been in the league. I before. agree, but we can't go down the Jared Tenorti's route. Like, no, we, no, no, they no, got to no, actually no. get competent players. That's right, for like, sure. Like, like I, I wouldn't say Corey Perry's Tenorti level. Yeah, like, no, right, right, right. Still get it done. Mm. 
Right. And he's perfect because that's a guy that like, like if, if, if the team is not in the battle, he will drag them into the battle. Whether it's him taking a super penalty or doing something to piss off the other team where you like, all right, now I have to play hard because they're going to be coming at me hard thanks to what Paris just did. I would have said they should do everything they can to get Barbashev, but if his projection is that 4.2 million, they can't yeah, get too much. That's only, that's only like one point. That's only like 0.8 million less than what Tarasenko would get is what exactly. they're projecting. And that's crazy too. Like three years, mm -hmm. like for Tarasenko, they have. I was shocked that Kane is going to get more. I, I'm shocked too. Like on here, three years, $5 million. He wants term. Mm -hmm. Tarasenko, I'm expecting like a six, seven year contract. I'm not yep. expecting a three year deal. No, he'll get like a Taylor Hall, uh, Boston type deal, just probably a, a significantly lower AAV. That's I agree. That's crazy. with the Islanders. Like, what? Kane, three years, five point seven five. I think that's that's what. Insane. Yeah, I think that's it, a lot. it was. I that's saw that much. was nuts. Something that gets lost on all of this is how much are they going to spend on a backup goalie this offseason? Are they going to just promote Deming or are they going to promote Deming? Promote Deming, give Garon the raise in the minors, and bite the bullet. Like or just. Oh. If Halaka is chasing, I think three hundred wins. If he wants to come back just to get that, then he could take. Oh, he give he's a thirty younger. Man. He's I over thirty-five. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, hang on a second. He's over thirty-five, so they could in they could put the incentives in the contract. They could do that, or yeah, they you could. could go with Ming. And I don't know, I don't know how good of a goalie he is. I don't know. I think the problem goal. too is, God forbid, you have an injury. Do you want Deming starting games for you? And right. if Dylan Garand isn't right. ready yet, that's your third option. I they can't risk it. They can't. Yeah. I think you know, Halak, you know who... Halak is not going to ask for the same amount that he has this year. One point five. No move clause. <laughs> But you know what, dude? We see it year after year in the NHL. Sometimes you call up a random goalie and they just do well. Like, who in Vegas, when they called up Logan Thompson, took that kid serious until then he became a colder right. candidate? He played so well. Dude, you never know. And who knows? I mean, God and I mean God. Exactly. And I'm and I'm I'm saying God forbid, and I cannot stress enough. If Shesterkin gets hurt, let's say you and let's say he's out for two months, and you've got Deming and Garand having to flip-flop every other game. What if one of them gets hot and then you have a Cam Talbot situation where like a guy like who you expected nothing of is playing off his ass good and the absolute worst thing that happens is you have a really good trade asset. It's a roll of the dice though. You have your Adam Huskas and then you have your Mackenzie Skapskis. Like <laughs> it's just it's a roll of the dice. That's the issue. Well, Huska, they did him no favors. They just threw him no. in against the best offensive team in the league right. for his first start. Like, have at it, kid. What did right. you think was gonna happen? Right. But, dude, but sometimes it's weird. Like, like who would have thought Cam Talbot would have done as well as he did when Marty Baron retired? And then Cam Talbot become like a like a like a legitimate solid. starting goaltender. Like, I, I'm not I'm not against having not the safest option uh, as a backup. I am I am a okay with that on just because, dude. Like, worst comes to worst, you got you have to trade for a backup goalie to take the spot, or you just sign one in free agency that's overseas or something like that. There are plenty of options. I would be. In the, in the cap situation we're in right now, I'd be against spending on a backup goalie, which is crazy that we're, we're talking about spending $900,000 making a difference, but it would. That $150,000 or $100,000 cash upgrade over Deming for a different backup goalie would would affect us a lot, considering we're going to be as close, as close to the ceiling as we can be. We might how, not even have a 23-man roster. How funny yeah, would it be if they signed right. Jonathan Quick? No, how funny would that be? Wow. Grew up a Rangers fan. Wow. 
but I, I think I think he'll get paid somewhere. Like I think he'll still get an okay contract if he took league minimum to play here or Deming uh, equivalent to come here. I'd sign him in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm um, looking at the list right now. There's just. But the Rangers can't have a 23 man roster like they did this year. There's no way. Nope. They can't. Afford I said it, it the other day. 21. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I said it the other day that they don't want to make the mistake like mm-hmm. they did at this year's deadline. They gotta get more cap space earlier mm-hmm. on instead of doing the gymnastics they did to get Kane. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Because they were they were projecting to only have one move, and that was gonna be it. They weren't projecting Patrick Kane to want to only come to the Rangers. <sighs> Only I, would... I could have predicted that. I said that in in September of 2022. I said it. You were on it, yeah. I Dude, I would it. be all right with the Rangers bringing Patrick Kane back, especially if he's getting offseason surgery. We won't see him till the deadline, anyways. If you're going to LTIR him, why not? On a one year, like a one year, one point five million dollar deal, when you're, he's not even counting as a cap till he comes in, anyways. Why not? Okay. What, like, what does it hurt? I understand that, but the Rangers desperately need Alexi Lafreniere to put it together in the next no i'm, like, I'm specifically saying run. patrick kane for a middle six role like when he comes back he's not the top six he needs to understand like your role is going to be a third middle line six winger forward. he's got to be third line winger i, right. need, I don't know if i love gonna it need lafreniere to play I don't either but like as a power play specialist like a guy that could help out the third line i, like, I want their third line to be different this year i want them to have that shutdown type of third line enough of this enough of this top nine like all skill and everything stuff. So, I sound like such a boomer fan, I know, but like, no, it's I don't just simply you, not going. It just simply wasn't working, and they need to shake something up. I, so I would love you're it. Saying like the third line's got to get their chances off of good defense. Yes, I would mm-hmm. like Trocheck to be the third line center next that's year. Heedle to be on the second line. Panarin needs to suck it up if he doesn't like playing with Heedle. Suck it up. And put Kako and Lafreniere in the top six. It's time. I agree. I agree. I like, I like uh, Heedle and uh, Panarin together. They've mm-hmm. spent a little bit of time. Like, there's a couple of shifts. But when they were together, it, they made some things happen. I like that. I agree. Dude, if you want to shake it up, like, and if you really want that shutdown third line, a player who's become – and I think we got to be careful when we say third line because, like, they're pretty much deployed just as much as the top six was. And I think we're going to see more of an even shakeout of lines next season, especially if the kids get moved into the top six. I think your shutdown line, if it starts with Kreider, Trocek, and whomever, I think that's a good start. I think if, I think you need to have two offensive lines, a good checking third line, which, again, starts with Kreider and Trocek and – who the F ever, and then you have your fourth line. I think that makes a huge difference, and then it makes Kreider, it easier to do like Kreider, a, a, a Trocek and Corey Perry. I'd, I'd be okay with that. I really wonder Why what not? the new coach does, like, and how they do deploy the lines. That you mentioned that. I think it comes down if I mean, with the two front runners, you have to figure there's going to be it, it's going to be serious competition, it's mm-hmm. going to be, it needs and to be. With Laviolette or Babcock. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Laviolette or Babcock. That's All right, so it's either you go with the top six. For me, your top six has to be Kreider, Zibanejad, Kako, line one. And then line two, Panarin, Trocek, and Lafreniere. Same lines that they started Mm -hmm. with last season. I'd put Heedle in the middle there. Okay, yeah, you could could see how it was, but I'm just saying, like, we Mm -hmm. know that worked for 15 games. Right, it did. They didn't stick with it. Because they weren't getting the goals. Remember all the posts Trocek hit? The Rangers hit like 50 yeah. posts in the first two months of the season. Lafreniere also needs to show how bad he wants it. I, right. I want him to put in, like Valley said, he needs to put the golf clubs away and he needs to hit it this exactly. offseason. 
Zabanajad exactly. did it. It worked. All these guys did it. Like, when is one of these veterans going to be like, listen, we know you were drafted first overall. We know you think mm-hmm. that you did it all, but there's more to you. And yeah. you got to do this to be the player that you need to be. Dude, what about, like, and, and hear me out for a second. What about a Kako, Laffrey, Zabanajad line? Zabanajad's your shooter. Kako's the guy that works the works the puck down low. If you could somehow have Laffy on the other side and maybe ring it around and find Zabanajad in the middle, I'm talking about offensive zone setups. Why would that not work? I want that when Laffrey was drafted. Dude, but like, like that's like that. Don't like they could all carry the puck in the zone. They could all make a breakout pass. They could all receive a breakout pass. They could all work down low. Why would we not give that line a shot? Why not stack your top line and put your kids in a position to succeed? If Tampa Bay can take undrafted players and make them better than top picks, why can't we take top picks and make them just as good as they're undrafted? They don't players? have the patience that Tampa Bay does. We need to develop uh, some damn patience. Either that, or I'm gonna find freaking Dolan and patience know, loses money. We just. And I like I I don't I don't think it's I don't think I don't blame James Dolan for rushing the process at all. I don't blame that at all. I think you know But he's killing us, dude. We haven't won we haven't won a cup since ninety-four. The Knicks haven't won in how long? If this motherfucker just kept his damn hands, his dirty hands off of New York sports, we'd be fine. I know, I know, but look at the past couple of years. Look at how, how much tickets have gone for. Look at you know the the success last year of the Rangers, yeah. the success this season of the Knicks. It yeah. to him, it's working. It's working. It's bringing in the money so or whatever. I mean, hands on to an extent. Bastard. If he would have just been like, imagine if he would have been patient. And I know this is this is really just like hearsay or whatever, whatever. Well, I guess it's really just playing imaginary lands right now. But if if JD and Gordon was still the GM and president of hockey operations, we got to assume the Jack Eichel trade happens, right? If the Jack Eichel trade happens, yeah. you know Strom's not coming back. You don't worry about Strom. You know you don't bring in Trocheck. So you pay Jack Eichel. What is Eichel making right now? Ten point five. Is that what he's at? Or nine point five? Uh, Maybe ten, 10 point, on the nose. Ten, what, what, okay, so w- whatever the hell it might be, if you have freaking Troch, uh, Zabanajad, and Eichel, and then you're not paying whomever, I think a team's pretty damn scary right now. You probably never go out and sign Barkley Goudreau. So there's another basically four million you could tack on on top of that. Ten like, million actually. Sorry. Yeah. So you have to, so you basically you have an overage of five hundred thousand if you don't have Trochik and Goudreau, but you have Jack Eichel in there. I wonder too if. They missed if that crew was still here and they missed out on Eichel if Kachuk would have been on their radar oh, and they would God. have done that. Sum me up for that shit. I and really no, we don't have the assets. We don't want to trade. No, we can't trade Niels on quest. Oh no. No, no but like, let's trade Pavel Buknevich for a career fourth liner and I, a second round pick. I feel like a fool for harboring uh Nils Longquist for so long. For God you know, man, we the were range, all fooled, though, Yeah, we were. Yeah. We Same thing were. with Krabsov. Same thing with Krabsov. Yeah. We were, all we were all fooled. We were Kravtsov, all fooled. Kravtsov, I was less high on, and I was more willing to give up, if anyone. But, yeah, Neil Zonkos, we were all fooled with, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's just like, a shame, man, because that's a great point you just made up. You, you just uh, brought up. If they miss out on Eichel, would they be super aggressive on Kachuk? And I think the answer is a resounding yes. Yeah. And I think yeah. they would have got it done. We would have, we probably wouldn't have loved the price, but if he did for us what he's doing in Florida, which is literally taking a group of 23 grown men, wearing them on his back and carrying them to the cup finals, I think we'd be okay with it. I just don't yeah. think David Quinn was the right guy. He was not for, for them. Like that was he was supposed stupid, to be. That like, was stupid from the get go. It was a it was a college hire, you know, meant to develop the young players, except he didn't develop the young players i i would that love to, i did not understand i would love to get a retrospective from jd and gordon to see if maybe what 
what Quinn interviewed saying he was going to do or had plans to do is what he actually did. Because I wonder if if Quinn said, oh, yeah, patience, developing this, that, and the other thing. But when in reality, it, obviously, it's not what he did. Because I, 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 there's no way that Gordon and JD would have signed off on, oh, yeah, I got to be as hard as I can on these kids, play them on the fourth line and scratch them, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. no way he said that in the interviews. Well, JD wasn't there until after they hired. Oh. Until I, then really Gordon. Wonder, I really wonder, too, not last offseason, but the one before where we got Goudreau, Blay, all of them. Mm-hmm. If Sather and Dolan didn't have their dirty hands all over that offseason, I wonder what it would have looked like if they just let Drury come yeah, in Eichel. and do his thing. I, I really wonder. It would have been I, I, Eichel would have been primary target number one because Eichel, the Rangers were the only team seen as a reasonable fit and an aggressively pursuing fit for Jack Eichel. We heard all the time, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when the Rangers get Jack Eichel. And that all changed after the Artemi Panera and uh, Tom Wilson incident. I think I think uh, they just need to let Drury do his thing. That's it. Yeah. Oh, let right. Him take control, right. Like, I agree. Let him to make every, all the decisions. Mm. Like, don't Darth Sather won't Darth. allow it. No, don't Darth Sather. My God, I I don't I don't understand that. He's just I think Chris Drury is very smart GM. Mm-hmm. I think he's a good dude. I think he's gonna have a good off season. I hope so. Uh, I think if you look at the contract negotiations that he's already had with Lindgren, Chesterkin, Philippito, Jimmy Vesey, even mm-hmm. it speaks for itself. Right. Those are bargains. Those mm-hmm. are great contracts. Mm-hmm. So Keandre Miller, I was this quick, quick note on him, right? So mm-hmm. I was looking at it. The Rangers have had two defensemen, right? That they that you know they drafted in the first round that they used, like offensive style defensemen. Michael Delzato and Brady Shea, right? Mm-hmm. Delzato in 89 points in 204 games, and then his ELC expired two years, 2.55 million dollars. Okay. Then Brady, Brady Shea in his first 169 games, 64 nice. points. And then after his entry-level contract expired, six years, $5.25 million. I don't know how that justified. I think that one, his rookie year was was incredible. They were trying They were trying to mimic the McDonough contract and hope it turned into a bargain. Yeah, and it didn't. Um, Fell short big time. Andre Miller, 75 points in 214 games. After his ELC expired, what's it going to be? Mercagliano thinks uh, between 3.5 and 4.5. And some are saying, like, uh, Miller's camp is arguing over $5 million. Jury has got to shoot for a bridge deal with, with Miller. They simply cannot afford to. They can't afford to, to go long term. <sighs> if they get a long term, like a heat. If they want more than two years, it's got to be exactly like the Heedle contract. That's it. I I would not be opposed if they try to lock him up for seven or eight years and get a bargain today. Because if the cap does shoot up as much as we think it's going to in the coming years, that'll be a huge bargain. My fear is that we bridge him. He turns, you know, figures his defensive liabilities out, becomes a consistent 40, 50 point defenseman. His contract is up in three years or four years, whatever it might be, where he's an unrestricted free agent or a free agent with arbitration rights. And he's asking for, if the cap goes up to 90 million or a hundred million, that seven or 8% of the cap today would be, it could be, you know, an extra, an extra figure on there. It could be 10 million instead of 5.6 or 5 million. I'm not opposed to it. But then you have to offload money. This hinges on one thing. What do they view Ryan Lindgren as? Do they view him as yeah. the number one left shot defenseman forever with Adam Fox? Or do they view him as 
a guy that is just here for the now. They're going to move on after this year since it's the last year of his deal. And then they're going to give the reins to Miller. Because if you're going to give the reins to Miller, give him the long-term deal this offseason yeah. so you have a bargain. I do agree. it. It's just do it now. It's a tough question because Lindgren brings all the defense. Yes. But none yep. of the offense. And Miller brings all the offense, but not enough of the defense. But you know what, though? At the very least, at least Keandre Miller is such a freak enough athlete. He skates so well that the defensive part of the game could still be fixed. Right? Like, Ryan Lindgren is a phenomenal hockey player. But he at this point, I think you're kind of seeing what you get. Like, there's probably still room for improvement. But we're, I think we're seeing Ryan Lindgren, maybe not at his absolute peak, but pretty damn close. Whereas Keandre Miller is such a good athlete, and he's only, what, 22 years old? Still learning the position, like, arguably. Dude, like, we don't know how good – like, he's he's not going to get worse, right? Like, you're unless – God forbid, a, a, you know, a, a crazy injury. His body's still physically maturing. He's only become a better athlete. I'd rather take the chance on the athlete that is still learning a position is going to get better than the guy that's kind of already peaked. But I, I think there's a universe where you can have both, but you've just got to figure out – what you're going to do with the rest of the money? Obviously, COVID fucked everything up because we, excuse my French, um, but because you got to assume if COVID didn't happen, the cap would be significantly higher than where it's at now. Like the Truba deal would have been, wouldn't have hurt as much. The Gaudreau deal wouldn't hurt as much. The Zabanajad, that especially the Panarin deal, would not hurt as much. So nobody could have ever predicted this. A big issue is what, of what we're seeing now is especially with RFAs. That UFAs might not be making as much, but RFAs are making the exact same, and the cap is really not moving. So when that percent, like if you look at it from strictly percentages, the percentage of cap of RFAs is going up, but the UFAs have been consistent since uh, the cap has remained stagnant or not growing at all. And if the cap hit of RFAs is continuing to go up against percentages, you're going to have to take some risk and hope that you get paid off in the future. If not, you're going to find yourself screwed, like we did with the Truba deal, which was a massive overpay. The Panarin deal... I, in hindsight, it's an overpay. It's a moment it didn't seem like it, but we, even the Kreider deal, man, like we are just so after with these long-term veteran I mean, the deals Panarin that have deal was, escaped. was a discount in a way because he was getting offered more by the Avs, the Islanders, and but Columbus. Dude, it feel like it, man, right now. We just feel so freaking stuck. The Truba it. deal just stings the most, though. Just it's so like, bad. You traded for him and you bid it against yourself. Like, it doesn't Why? make any sense. He said he'd only sign extensions in two places. He's in one of the places and you you weren't like... Okay, well, why do you hold all the cards? You're the RFA. We own mm. your rights. The absolute worst thing that could happen is you have them for one year and you have to flip them again next year. Or he gets offer sheet and, oh, no, we have four first-round picks. Oh, yeah, heaven forbid. The Rangers will be fine. Like, if they get Miller to a three-year deal, in three years, Panarin's cap hit comes off the books. And there's, mm -hmm. I don't think there's any way he gets the same amount of money. No, not even close. He'll right? make maybe so, half. I think a good a good like bridge for Miller. How old is he right now? Miller 22. he is he's 22. So yeah. give him a 3 year deal. He's still an unrestricted or restricted free agent, right? He's 25 he's a puppy. Unrestricted free agency is not till 26 or 27, right? Mm -hmm. One of those two. Right? So if you stick to that time timeline, 3 years at the end of the 25-26 season, Panarin's contract comes off the books. Right, you still have Kreider, you have Savanajad, Trocheck, Heedel, and uh, Goodrow, who I'll talk about in a second. There's been rumors on him as well, and that's when Truba's contract comes up. So you'll have a lot of cap space then, plus the increased like ceiling, hopefully, potentially. You should be able to to get them all on on there. You know, 
It's just for right now. How are you going to make it work? So right what now. about what about the Shesterkin extension? Uh, oh, Offman coming off his ELC. Cooley. Oh, That's why I think it, it might be more important to find your bargains now so you can keep everybody down the line. Cause it's Agreed. scary. Like it's almost like it's almost like you're just kicking the rock further and further down the road. It's like how much longer can you put it off to where the Rangers are going to learn from their mistakes in the past? We had guys like Anisimov, Dubinsky, Callahan, um, the Carl Hacklin, like these guys' contracts ending at the worst possible times because we bridged them to save a few dollars in the interim. Where then you have to pretty much give them up for nothing because you remember the Carl Hacklin trade for Emerson. Yeah, we traded Hacklin in a second. Yeah. For Emerson Edom in a second round pick that was further back in the draft, like we got absolutely on the Carl Hagelin trade. The guy went off to went on to win what two or three cups after he left us. Like I fear making those same mistakes, whereas I would rather bank on my youth today and have to maybe spend something to get rid of a contract now than continue to kick it, kick the rock down the road so we lose him for absolutely nothing later. I so, fear that. So you want to like trade Goudreau? I would feel comfortable trading Goudreau if that money was used to try to get a bargain deal on Lafreniere and or Miller today. That is the only scenario I'd feel comfortable doing it. Otherwise, bite the bullet, yeah. save your draft pick asset, continue to draft well, which Drury and company have done very good at is drafting players and getting getting stuff out of them. Uh, at least from, you know, they haven't played games yet. From but like, on paper, they look good. Right. For all we know today, they've done very well. Uh, in their drafts, I, I, if I, I'd only be giving up assets if it means we're going to hold a young asset for for longer. I absolutely hate bridge deals. I think it causes nothing but chaos for the team, and it, it's just kicking the rock further and further down the road and putting yourself in a bind later. Uh, it's it's almost like procrastinating, but at a million dollar level. I think GMs are just more scared now because of the fact that the cap didn't end up shooting up just because of obviously COVID. But right, I think they 100%. have to they have to regret. Not giving Igor a long, Huge a longer deal. Mistake. Huge, Huge mistake. mistake. The, the I know it was a gamble. On that was good, but yeah, I, yeah, I know it was a gamble because of the fact that you didn't know he was going to be this good. Because why not take the chance? Yeah, they had. They should have taken not? the chance. They, they know. Okay, so they, they got to know what their priorities are. They know yes. that Chesterkin is the best, like the best player on the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like without him, the team. Is not as wild good as card, right? At so, best. I mean, last year they were competing for; they would have been competing for first overall pick mm-hmm. if they didn't have Shesterkin. I so agree, hundred percent. Right, hundred percent. It's not like they're just going to let Shesterkin walk. I think they'll trade somebody. They'll trade Kreider before they. they My question is: Is Shesterkin just going to walk? Dude, if, if 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 he plays with as bad of a team in front of him as he did this year, I if I were him, I'd run the f away. And Henrik Lundqvist would whisper in his ear, "Get the f out of here, kid, because you're gonna end up dealing with what I dealt with." Yeah, I I'm scared more of him because I know the Rangers will do everything in their power to keep him. Yeah. I'm more scared that he's going to walk away from us. I agree. And they have two years to get this get this right somehow. And there's not a sexy coach on the market. There's, there's not. Not a lot of cap space for the Rangers to bring in talent. Mm-hmm. It is such an ugly situation right now, and they're it going is. to have to they're gonna have to either find a diamond in the rough coach or this coach, if it's a veteran, is gonna have to pull a miracle out of their ass and mm-hmm. drag them to a run that we didn't think was possible because I agree. It is it's ugly. It is so ugly. 
I agree a hundred thousand percent. Yeah, um, Barkley Goodrow's name has come up in in trade rumors. Um, it's pure speculation. I it, Arthur Staple wrote something about it. It was a question in his mailbag. It's not happening. Like it's not a foregone conclusion that it's going to happen. Future alignment. Yeah, like. They were saying, like, all right, Arthur Staple was saying, you know, throw in a second or a third round pick as a sweetener. That's crazy. To move that is that's absolutely not- ridiculous. I thought there would be at least one GM that's like, eh. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know what? The Spark and Deirdre guys Yeah, no, bad. I thought for sure right. that there would be one one GM. Like, why does it cost what we got rid of Nemeth for? Like, like seriously, huh? that's my biggest issue right now. We got Ty Emerson in return for Nemeth. Like, mm-hmm. what? It's ridiculous. That's why, like, why, unless, again, unless you're using that money to lock up one of your young assets long term, there's no point in getting like what you're gonna you're gonna try to you're gonna try to bargain bin shop at three million dollars a year for another player. You're out of your friggin' mind. Sign your young guys if you're gonna open up the cap space because that is more important than anything else. Are we gonna continue the trend of your Carl Haglund, your Anisimovs, your Callahan, your Dubinskys, where you put yourself in such a bad situation, you either overpay the hell out of them or lose them for nothing when their deal's up? Because that's what's gonna happen. The Raiders, I'm sure, would have loved to re-sign Ryan Callahan. I'm sure they would have loved to, but he was going to ask for significantly more money than what he was worth. No offense to Ryan Callahan, but more than what he was worth, and rightfully so, him asking for that because he was an he was pretty much on a bargain deal before that, and it was either overpay him or trade him. That was that was the only decision we had. And what did we do? We had we just moved on from him, and you lost a great player. Even like even like um. God, and this one, this one still hurts because I was a huge Carl Haglund fan. That Carl Haglund situation sucked because he went on and had a great career after he left us. A great career. We lost him for pretty much nothing. That HBK on. Mm -hmm. Dude. Yep. That was was Jesper Faust before Jesper Faust. Yeah. Yeah. And up and down the line. Another guy they lost, Jesper Faust, another guy they fumbled Mm -hmm. for. Because you know why give him it one more year? That was right, the first. Larry, that was the first Larry Brooks W that I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. When he tweeted that a couple days ago, that mm-hmm. they fumbled by not giving him the extra year. Such a stupid mistake. When we had yeah. money to do it too. It's not like back then we were dying for money. We had the money then, and we didn't. We didn't make the move. That's yep. just like this is a lot. There's a lot of tough decisions to be made. Like now I'm understanding yeah. like why you know. Mm-hmm. Stop the job's not for everybody, you know. No, it's not because not then you got guys like John Shaka who lived and died by giving guys long term deals and hoping it worked in Arizona. And then you had your uh, your Christian Fishers and all those guys that are making way more than Doug Wilson was the king of that. Darlene, oh. Ekman Larson, yeah, 
But like he also was giving it to players that were just mid. Like Christian Fisher was never a good player. The fact that he gave him an eight-year deal worth four and a half million dollars or whatever it is now was beyond me. At least Keandre Miller is still a 40-point defenseman at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? And 22 yeah. years old. You it's, all, it's, all what they va- it's all what they value, what the Rangers mm-hmm. value. Like, I mean, I think your pillars, like Panarin has got to be one of those pillars for the Rangers. They've invested so much in him. Right. Boxes for on the defense. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think Lindgren should be around here until he's I in agree. his 30s. Dude, until 100%. I know there's people saying you could get more back for him now. His value will never be higher. Yeah, but what at what point? What can you get back for him that could make this team better? You mean to tell me you trade Ryan Lindgren from this team that the Rangers are going to be better next year? I, I'm sorry. I don't see that. I can't no. see that. I don't care. Unless there's if, a... I don't care if it's Jacob Chikrin or if it's uh, if it's uh, like Roman Yossi or something. Well, Roman Yossi is – I don't know why I said Yossi because he would be awesome, but the Rangers can't fit him under the cap. No. But like Chikrin, say... like the, the Chikrin was what the, the rumor was. Yeah, Chikrin, at least that would make some sort of sense. It would have to be a left-shot defenseman that could play with Adam mm-hmm. Fox at, that's on a bargain deal. And does that exist? Blocks nope. every shot. You know, like, it's just the heart and soul of the team. Like The problem is Lindgren has all the, the, he has all the leverage in negotiations with the contract extension with the Rangers. Mm-hmm. He just simply does. It's a, he does. Yeah, all right. It's a problem. I, I but, love how I said, I love how so, I said this. Like, I was going to say... I love how I said in the beginning that quick ranger conversation. Of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's 47 minutes. Oh my God. I was going to mention that, but to, real yeah. quick before we talk, Mets, I just want to make, I, go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead, guys. You guys, both of you guys get your points in and then. I'll All right, Evan, ready? Minutes. One, two, three, you go first. Okay. Who do you guys want? Just no, no bullshit with it. Rangers head coach. Who do you want next year? I don't, don't put me on a spot like this. I take it back. You're not allowed to talk anymore. give me give me give me no block i said i wouldn't say it because i don't want to get canceled i'm gonna run and hide after i say it mike babcock get 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 no way really yes Yes. until he brings lafreniere to the front of the room and he goes hey guys look what laffy said about all you like (laughs) like he did the mitch marner like oh Please, no. Avoid that for me, Mike. <laughs> Save me. Imagine the Bab Sox in New York. The fuck? Ugh, I. Who knows who though? I but, but who? But who knows? I mean, it, it could work out. If they're gonna go with the veteran, that's the guy that I want. I prefer him before I, Laviolette. I okay. I'll take you on that. Yeah. You know when you were, you were talking about disciplinarian, like Babcock was who I was thinking about. And, what about developmentally? Know, we still have young guys in the scene that need to develop. Can they put can they put like Knobloch on the bench to like to 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 groom him to be a head coach? Like, please. Because if you keep taking this process as in like a two-year here, all right, let's focus on these next two years and then fire the coach and then let's get another coach for another two years. Like that defeats the purpose of the rebuild. I agree 100 you know? percent like when you build a team from start to finish, don't you want to have like the one coach take you through the length of that? That's the only thing I worry thing. about with Babcock, but I just don't think Knobloch's ready. I I don't. I think they need to wait a few more years for him. I think he's if one it more. Works, it works, I think so. he's one more coach away. The only Hard reason that I think that. the only reason I would think Jury might do it is because he's putting himself in a safer spot with his job. Because if you 
promote Knobloch, it's like, all right, you promote a guy from within, didn't work mm-hmm. out. Oh, well. Uh, but I feel like Drury, if he hires a veteran, is putting himself at risk of losing his job if it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. But also, also, if he puts in with, like, Knobloch and the Rangers suck in the first year, like, by December, the same thing this year, what's going to happen? There, there will tough. be panic. This is what I was talking to Johnny Mac about last week. Like, you know, if they That's get a guy like Patrick Wall, there will be no panic because he's a veteran mm. coach. Please right. no. Please no. I would not want Patrick Wall. Please no. That guy's a psycho. I, I – I can't get on board with that. I can't nope. do it. Babcock. I think that's a name. I think that's them throwing another name in the mix. Like, did uh, you remember? Do you remember before we hired Elaine Vigneault? Like all the candidates said, "Oh, uh, Wayne Gretzky, Mark Messier, Mike Keenan, all interviewing for the range." Like, like those are. I think those are just names that they're throwing out there. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I do want to make it clear for anyone that thinks that I'm going to be bringing out the pom poms, doing all backflips and being a cheerleader here for Babcock if he gets hired. No, I'm not going to be that excited. It's just the guy that I would hire if I was the Rangers right now, given the options. If I Okay, yeah, I, I would. That's that's Glenn Sather's pick for sure. Mm-hmm. I know that. Yeah. Pick, I, it, I, well, James Dolan's pick, we all know, is Joel Quenville, yes. But yeah. Yeah. I think Gary Bettman is like saying, no, you're not doing that, and mm-hmm. that's not happening. No matter what, I'm not celebrating the next coach hire. I'm not. Yeah. It's gonna be a mid coach. It's gonna be something that we're like all oh, like. Eh, okay. they're, they're having a mid off right now. That's all it is. A mid off, like like the next coach you hire, make it a two year deal or something. The like, reason not that any coach would accept that. But. I just need somebody that's gonna coach, and these players are locked in. They're not going anywhere. If they if the coach keeps like makes the players hate themselves or hate the room or whatever, you're not gonna accomplish anything. The players need to buy into whatever style they have to play. Mm-hmm. Maybe it does come down to the players themselves not being like prima donnas. Mm-hmm. Because I saw Jack Eichel dump and chase the puck. Yep. Why That's is Jack Eichel saying. dumping and chasing mm-hmm. the puck? And why aren't you? That's right. what I've been saying. And I said this uh, in maybe my most right. recent. Yeah, with my most recent video, I said that this is the last coach for the players. If the players mm-hmm. don't respond to this coach enough, you yeah, guys are yeah. too soft. You got to get out of here, and they got to change things at that point. But how Remember. though? They have full no movement clauses. By then, Ugh. you have you're going to be able to move True, but you're going to be able to move Kreider with those modified no movement clauses. Hope so. Trocheck, maybe you could pry away, but Panarin, you'll eat the last year of that deal, um, and it will be what it will be. You keep Fox, you keep Zabanajad, because well, with Fox you want to obviously with Zabanajad. You don't really have a choice if, even if you do want to get rid of him. But yeah, this is the last go around for them. I it agree. Is. It'd be tough to go through three coaches and be like, "Yeah, it's it's the coach's fault." Yeah, how many girlfriends are we going through here before mm-hmm. we look look in the mirror with the, with the same problem every Maybe single it is time? Me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps I'm the in, issue. I am impressed that we went 53 minutes on like no. No Only us. We're, we're just getting started. And yeah, yeah. We so, still like six more hours to go. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we got a lot of time here. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna move to the change up, uh, which is our baseball segment. Okay. Ice cold takes. Nice a New York sports podcast is sponsored by Righteous Felling. Go to righteousfelling.com and use promo code OCSN to get 15% off your favorite flavors of beef jerky. Do it. I just got I just got this craft bundle jerky. Uh for my father for for Father's Day, um, 
I can't wait till it gets here because spoiler, that's mine. <laughs> so we're gonna share that thing. I, I got the my same goal one. Is to like finish the thing before like the end of day one. You know, it's got like ten bags of beef jerky in it. Yeah, I got Honestly, it too. It's, it's great. great. It is. Yeah, it's great. Quiet. I use Quiet. your promo code too. All right, good, good, good. Nick, have you gotten some of that craft jerky? Grace gets upset when I play with jerky. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> anyways, folks, you guys got to go get get some beef jerky from Righteous Bell, and it's it's tasty, it's delicious, the best jerky you've never had. Um, Unless you have a but, Grace in your life, don't yeah. do it. <laughs> Anyways, anyways, um, <laughs> New York Mets talk. Um, yes. After, after a couple, after the first two months, I guess, of uh, putting them off, I finally started watching the Mets. And you, you know, the other both. night they're they're playing the Rays, the best team in the league, and they go down. What was it? Five two. They're down. Was three nothing? Two nothing. Two nothing. Uh, five two, and like. What was it? They were down seven five. I the the more recent comebacks, the Guardians one in my head. Mm-hmm. I don't have yeah. more enough of a memory of that Rays one. But, but they've been Ray- coming back. Right. The, the real no quit in New York, Nico said, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, hundred percent. Like like the Mets embody no quit in New York. Like playing from behind, humping poles after home runs. This is the Plan team. Plan B, of New baby. York. Get it for like, the railings. Oh my god. Dude, oh, I, Alonzo's lost his mind. Dude, Honestly. the guy is off his he's dude. He's so off the deep end, but I freaking love it. The guy's leading the MLB in in home runs. He's impregnating every pole and every dugout <laughs> in the MLB. This is the friggin' man. And you know what, too? He loves the team. He loves where he's at. He's cursing to the fans in celebration. Let's freaking go, Mets. I dude. We, the, the Mets have never had like we've always had these professional like New York sports like I gotta be professional I gotta give the political answers then you got Pete Alonso literally air humping and saying let's fucking go Mets give me teammates. this give me this dude like dude I oh god man like I can I can get behind this I can't get behind Pete I'm definitely not getting in front of Pete but I love this <laughs> thing dude this is all like this is freaking awesome like to have players <laughs> that are like, engaged- taking the day. <laughs> Like to have players this excited to be here, this excited to win and playing at an elite level like Pete is, to me, this is the captain of the New York Mets. Yes. Hands down. Thank you. Thank you. I'm the tired captain of the Mets. Of talk. I'm tired of the Nemo talk. Mm. Yes. Thank you. Happy Tom. Give him the extension already. Big me, Pete. Let him give him the ex- pay Remember, that man the friggin' supermax. All right. Let's go. I don't go. know what they're waiting for. I they're don't know. They they're waiting too long. No. No. You know what it is? It's it's Pete waiting for the fuzzy poles in the dugout. That's it. He's Dude. pissed off about the hard poles. <laughs> Imagine they put a no humping clause in that next contract. <laughs> oh he walks God. away. He's like, no humping. I'm out of here. That would be a. Well, let's fucking go Mets that's still. A, that's a Yankees clause. Oh, that that yeah, oh, that, that is a Yankees clause. Yeah. No, no, no going my... within this distance of the poles. Uh, no fun. Not dude. allowed that. Dude, Steinbrenner's got caution tape in the dugout. No like, Alonzo's allowed. Like the F- it's like the FCC from Philly. Yeah. Nope, nope, nope. Dude, they got like guys coming from like they hold like a sheet in front of him while he's doing it. Like, no, no one gets in. Oh, yeah, dude, yeah. I love Pete. Like, seriously, I'm telling you, this guy is the kind that he – like, if you have a player, I don't give a shit what he's like in the dugout. If he's this interactive, he's having this much fun on the team, give him the damn – it's baseball. What does a captain even matter anyways? Even just off the, the field, damn... he's he just embraces New York yes. so much. He did the yes. thing with the – 
cleats for 9-11. Yes. Uh, he, you see him doing off-the-field stuff all the time. Mm. Get, get him the fucking captain. He Seriously. Loves, he loves being a Met. That's what yeah. he does. Him dropping the F-bomb. We'll get right into Yeah, get, we'll yes. get right in. Him dropping the F-bomb. Like, I understand the idea. Like, yeah, there's kids there. You know, you got to be mm. professional, blah, blah, blah. But oh, my God. His passion overtook all of that. That yeah. was from the heart, man. Like, I he agree. loves me. Remember when St. Louis came to the Rangers and mm-hmm. he gave, and, he, and they won on Mother's Day and he yep. gave that speech? Well, he dropped an F bomb in that one, too. Yep. And no one said mm-hmm. anything then. Yep. He said, I'm so effing proud to be a New York mm-hmm. Ranger. Yep. Or whatever it was. I got to give the hat to the whole team. Dude, Mark, Mark Cuban a, did it. He's the owner of a team. Out of passion. <laughs> Dude, do you remember when Mark Cuban did it twice? He said, oh, you just got a $15,000 fine for saying the F word. He goes, they go, what do you have to say about that? He goes, fuck it. And he got another, like, like who cares? Like, oh, my God, a bad word. Your child's virgin ears. Oh, no. They're going to hear a curse word. You probably say it in front of them all the time. Get off your fucking morality high. They're word. in a building with 50,000 people that like, are seriously. intense Met fans. You're going to hear it regardless. Well, like, dude, like, and, and first of all, you're in New York. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's legal to take a piss in the streets. Your kid has seen and heard worse. <laughs> he can hear an F-bomb. It's all right. <laughs> Jesus Christ almighty. Who are we fooling? If you're on the wrong side of City Field when you're leaving the stadium, you're going to see shit your kid doesn't want to see. He can hear an F-word. He'll live, I assure you. This is worse than the Matt Harvey middle finger picture on Instagram after he had his surgery. It's everyone relax. <laughs> Well, there was a being... dodo in the locker for one of the like, Met players too. Like, come dude, on, like, like, come on, like everyone. Right, well, that one was stupid. I didn't understand that. The rally that was dildo. a little bizarre. That was the bizarre. Dildo. It was weird, but like, I mean, dude, it's it's one bad word, and it's not like Pete said, "Oh, I'm gonna teach these kids a bad word." No, he he was in the moment and he had it. Whatever. Like, I'm just so sick. I mean, every everyone's everyone's on their fucking I morality love, high. I love that he so like. He took the time to thank the fans. Like it was like yes! if he had if he could, he would have thanked each and every single one of the fans. Like him mm-hmm. and Lindor on those two nights, like mm-hmm. it was like it was like, I just want to thank you guys for coming out. That was the first yeah. thing he said. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for staying to the end. Mm-hmm. Like I know it was a late night, it went into extra right. innings. And then like at the end, thank you guys once again, LFGM, blah blah blah. I love that. Absolutely. What other sport do you see that in where like he gets interviewed on the field and it's like it's always like it, it's always like uh, you know we we put out a good performance and we got the W. It's like no thanks to the fans for showing up. You guys really helped us tonight. You know I love that. I think I think that's mm-hmm. awesome. He it's embraces so, New York like so no one genuine. else. So genuine. It's so it's so genuine. It may not be professional. They might have. I wonder if like someone was just like you know, hey Pete, I love that you're passionate. Just you mm-hmm. know. Don't do the F bomb. <laughs> Maybe avoid you know, the F word. I like how people, you can't win. They complain when players are having too much fun and doing things like that. But then they're also mad, especially with hockey, when it's the players are in front of the camera. Um, I thought we got pucks in deep. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right. East West plays. They should um, have like an HBO like subscription for like NHL mic'd up. Like if, you, if you're 18 or older, you can that. only watch it. Mm-hmm. I would right. pay like, you pay, like however much extra. Like an add-on to ESPN Plus, like you get the R-rated version of it. I would love that for broadcasters too. Even like, give me a mm-hmm. broadcaster. He fucking scores. <laughs> like, like, a Bob Mary, like a yeah, Bob Mary, like a Bob Mary broadcast. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Some passion. Come here. I would love to see. I lo- I would love to hear Don LeGreco drop an F-bomb as Mika Zibanejad snipes one top corner. <sighs> Could you just imagine they allowed it? Like. Hey, or Sam Rosen almost did it. It would be a great way for them to make money. It, it Sam, really would. Like Sam, Sam Rosen almost dropped the F-bomb. Remember that? A couple years ago? Bunting always has a smile on his fu- face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I think he almost dropped it this year too. I don't I remember there was that. A time. I don't remember exactly, but I thought there was a time he almost dropped it this year as well. Could be wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um. But the hot streak. It, it, the Mets won five in a row. They lost mm-hmm. last night to the Cubs in Game One of that series. Um. Francisco Alvarez has been great. The kid. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Mets are putting the, together their own version of the kid line. Yep. Uh, Francisco That's what Alvarez. We're talking about. Yeah, Brett, the baby Mets. Brett mm-hmm. Beatty and uh, and Mark Vientos. Vientos got to get in the starting lineup. He's been doing oh. good. Why was Alvarez not playing yesterday? Is still beyond me. Like you dude. had an off day. Why? He played horrible yesterday too. He wasn't good. Dude. Sanchez was horrendous. Did oh you my see God. what the Mets pitcher said about Francisco Alvarez that they would be pissed off if they sent him down? If this was the well ponds, he yeah. would be sent down. So. I, I I had the game on like kind of in the background, and I was like uh, I was starting to like walk over to go pay attention and i heard buster only stay on espn Sunday Night baseball guy. like oh uh when they when the catchers all get healthy like nito narvaez that alvarez might be sent down might be options right because nito and narvaez and are like, just so good i'm like over you would have our narvaez and nito over alvarez who's like been buster spark how could you, how could you, how do you fathom that? That doesn't make any sense. Buster, we're not stupid. Sense. We're not stupid. We know you were doing the chop when the Braves took first place last year. We're still waiting for you to give up the farm when you said George Springer was going to be a Met and you'd give up and you'd bet the farm on it. So I'll take your word when you give the farm up. And have you not been paying attention to what's been going on? Because it's not like the Mets willingly paid to get rid of James McCann, willingly are still paying Robinson Cano and cut him off the roster. But no, we're not gonna we're not gonna suck up two million to Tomas Nito to keep Alvarez on the roster. I I just don't understand. I don't understand how you could look at what's been going on with the Mets over the in the Steve Cohen era and think they're gonna send Alvarez down after all this. We gotta like, keep when, Tommy Fam up. You know, you, you can't lose Fam. Uh, yeah, you fantasy can't, football you can't lose boy. Canna. You know you what? Can't lose Escobar, Dropping routine you know? fly balls is okay. They had the balls to cut Robinson Cano last year. Yep. They'll have the balls to keep Francisco Alvarez up this year. They should. Yeah, dude, I hope. Remember so. that? Remember Cano? Remember they when could, we could never they could get trade him? Tomas Nito too? Like, like I'm sure a team's desperate for a catcher right now. Like, I like Nito's defense. Don't get me wrong. The guy cannot stay consistent with the bat. No, he can't. Nope. At least Alvarez, like when he first came up, he sucked at defense, but now he's getting like his throws are kind of getting a, a little he's bit better. He's killing on both see, sides. You could see Framing. it. You could see it. Like each game is a little bit. A little bit closer, a little mm-hmm. bit more accurate. You could see the improvement with each and every game that passes. Can't wait for him to qualify on Savant. Ugh. Because oh, Brett Beatty, that that already that already had me brecked up seeing his like, Savant seriously. page. Like, forget it when Alvarez has his Savant like he, page. Like he, he saw Brady. He was like, is that like, that like the uh, <sighs> is that like Jay Fresh's? Uh, uh, Pretty page? much. It's it's literally like Savant? Jay Fresh, but for baseball. Uh, but for baseball. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. More. I mean, more accurate though. I would say. Yeah. A lot more accurate. Yeah, Alvarez has been great though. Beatty, I cannot complain a single thing. Like, I mean, he had a rough he's game awesome. last night, I think, but he's swinging the bat really well. But he's another guy you can get behind because, like, Beatty, Alvarez, Vientos, and um, uh, Mauricio, when he comes up, are guys that you could actually build a team with and around when they when they yes. are at their peak, especially if their numbers reflect uh, from Triple uh, A to MLB or at least close to because they were all playing out of their fucking world in the Triple A. That they are guys you could build with and around. Like they will all be very good players. I don't know if you have a superstar anywhere in there, but you've got you've got top notch players no matter mm-hmm. what. Mm-hmm. 
And they're outplaying some of the guys on this roster. They're outplaying Vogelback. Which isn't saying no, much. He's still he's still playing. Canada, I don't like, understand. Canada, they're playing better than Canada. Right. But Canada hasn't hit. done much. Nope. Mark Even Marte. Yes, and Marte. Although Marte did have that home run. Yeah, he did have a big, huge home run on uh, on Sunday. Yeah, I got a nice sunburn from that game. That was fun. But (laughs) I just, I don't understand why they are playing Vogel back in the lineup over a guy like Vientos on a a daily basis. Like, so stupid. It's so fucking dumb. Wardy Wardy tweeted out a video, and it's exactly what I said on the podcast a couple days ago, uh, the Mets one. I was talking about how you need to see what you have in these guys, and this is why Mauricio needs to be called up too. You need to see what you have in them before the trade deadline so you know what you're doing because if you catch lightning in a bottle here, you have way less work to do at the deadline. But if these guys don't pan out and they're not what you're looking for, okay, you could either flip them or you could send them back down, let them develop more, and you get what you need at the deadline. Right now, you you just don't know because you're not playing them enough. Well, they have three out of four up on the big league team. Vientos, from what I see, needs I've to be seen, playing more. Yeah, he needs to be playing more. Is the only position that he could play third base? He could play first, also. Okay, and what about what about Beatty? They had him in he the. He could play the out. He could play outfield. He could play third base. Like and two, he's a big kid. He's got range. Uh, I I don't remember who it Is was. It's gonna but be like a Lucas Duda thing where they. Try him out in the outfield. No, I think Brett Beatty is closer to, and I forget where I heard this from or where I saw this, or if I even did, but he was more of like the Chris Bryant type. Like he could play, he's just a five tool player, he could play at any position in the outfield or uh, infield. You okay. prefer him, you prefer him on third base, uh, third base or a corner outfield spot. The only way give I'll him, give them give a pass. Spot. They Sean, the only way I'll give them a pass for not playing them enough is if they're getting Otani at the deadline. It's the only way I'll give them a pass. Right, right. That's Is fair. that actually going to happen? Aren't the Angels, they got a winning record, don't they? Right now, I think, yeah, but... It's only a matter of time. You never know, because, like, they know he... They Chances are more than likely than not that he's walking. You, They're going to want to yeah. get something. They got to mm-hmm. get... And the package yeah. would just be absurd. You got to take advantage of yeah. that. Have to be like Mauricio is going to be included in that for sure. If, if I think trade. Vientos would definitely be part of the deal because you're getting mm-hmm. a DH regardless. Yeah, I don't understand. Why wouldn't you just wait until he becomes he becomes free agent this off season? Yes, off. I would be yes. fine with that for sure. The only reason is because you'd want to get early in on the negotiations. Oh, but again, yeah. it's not a guarantee that he signs. That's the only issue. Mm-hmm. But also, like, yeah, I. I'd love it if they didn't if they could just wait till the offseason versus paying the price because I don't want to lose a lot of these guys. Plus, I don't think the Mets even have what it takes to get them. They don't have any pitching prospects. They don't. The Angels Matthew are gonna Allen. want pitching prospects. Dude's Matthew hurt again. Allen. Dude's hurt He's, again. Matthew Allen throws like Matt Harvey. Like that's he the, is Matt Harvey. I feel so bad. I the dude cannot stay healthy. I feel so bad for the kid. I remember being hyped for him. Like he looked because Matt Harvey was like my favorite pitcher growing up until he should hit the fan, you know. Um, I still, I still want to see what the Mets do during free agency and international signing this year because the, the Mets are actually you're getting some pretty good names out of the international signing. Obviously, a few years ago we had uh, um, Ahmed Rosario, who I think definitely didn't live up to expectations, but still was pretty solid and yeah, somehow was a number one prospect in baseball at one point. Yeah, Some, that's somehow. Crazy. But, like, dude, like, the Mets still have Kevin Parada coming up. I'm looking at it now. Alex Ramirez, Mauricio, we talked about. Like, we've got guys that are really good, and maybe it'll be close in a year or two. But 
I'm not overly concerned with trading guys for a guy like Shohei Otani. I think we'd recover, especially if Otani is we get him and he's here to stay. I'm just worried the Angels won't take an offer because they won't have a pitching prospect at all to give up. Like the best one yeah. that they have right now. I'm trying to even think off the top of my head, and I for some reason am blanking. But yeah, I mean, I'd give up Parada if they want him, even though the Angels have Ohapi and they're probably happy, but. Parada, the dude's a dog on and off the field. Hide him from your girlfriends uh, or hide your <laughs> girlfriends from him, I should say. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it's it's going to be some absurd package. And I just don't think the Mets will have what it takes, sadly. Uh, Shohei Otani would be great. I think they should wait for oh, the agency dude, so that they don't have to give up that. anything. No. I yeah I agree. Like usually I'm all for it. And there's no guarantee. Going. Let's say the let's say the the Angels go on a run, which they yeah. haven't done at all in Mike Trout's 15, 20, 30 years in baseball. <laughs> I still think he's gone by the deadline, regardless, just because of the fact that he's probably not going to sign. But mm-hmm. yeah, I I'm usually all for giving up prospects, especially if you're trying to win now to go out and get a guy that could really put you over the hump. Mm-hmm. with this yeah uh i think it's better you wait with the package that this is going to be and we it's were talking about it. his contract's going to be absurd it's gonna, it's gonna I think start it, with a five at the, just, at the minimum that's where the <laughs> that's where the offer start i think it ends at 700 million still i stand by wow. it wow dude it <laughs> oh absolutely God. i mean if you if you're so a billion dollars for one dude, player it's, cra- it's yep. crazy but you gotta think you're you're getting a potential triple crown winner um, with the bat, uh, and, and, on the, the and on the mound, and a Cy Young potential winner on the mound, and you can get that every single year. Like this is like seriously yeah. the first player since Babe Ruth that could legitimately win every single player award in his conference. Yeah, yeah, Except that, that's why in the league, I guess it's baseball. Like he could seriously, he could legitimately, he could win Silver Slugger, he can win Gold Glove, he can win Cy Young, he can win MVP, he could win the Triple Crown, he can win. Like he could just do everything and anything. The big question is, is can he stay healthy? Yeah, and they get him and he get hurt. Not that it does not happen, but who knows? It naturally would, but yeah, like I said, also the jersey sales would be absurd. The ticket sales Mm -hmm. would go up. Like it's a no-brainer to do it. Like it's worth the investment, probably. But yeah, I mean the. It's just going to be a matter of if he wants to come here because I have Steve, no right. doubt that the Mets are going to match whatever the highest offer is. Steve Cohen, you would would, Steve Cohen would do everything in his power to get him here. I it's a failure no if he doesn't. I agree. That's how he would view it. Mm-hmm. For sure. No, it's a failure if he doesn't do everything is what I'm saying. If he does everything and he has a preference of okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. location, I could live with that. Mm-hmm. I could live with that. But if it comes down to uh, Steve Cohen not – Given the highest bid or going all in, then what are we doing here? Right. Like if it's between LA or the Mets and he doesn't go all in, that's a failure. But I'm right. I also, I think to, to the standards that Cohen has is if it, it it's a failure, if he doesn't get him at all. Right. Regardless yeah. of the situation. Like if he wants to play there and, or if someone offers more money or if he doesn't want to be there, you know, I think it's a failure. Could you imagine though the rage spend he would do if they miss out? He rage spent after Steven Matston signed. Right, right. If it comes down that to would have Otani been a picking somewhere else, mm-hmm. yeah, thank God they didn't. They dodged, they dodged a lot of bullets lately. Correa, Bauer, like they have dodged oh. 
Springer, even I'd say they dodge a bullet because Nimmo's become Nimmo's one of the better good. center fielders. Nimmo's good. Yeah. I always said, why don't they trust everybody's like, oh, the Mets need a, a bona fide center fielder? I'm like, you have one. No, say we. Why aren't you playing Nimmo? <laughs> and then he yeah. goes in and hits like. Gets can can you believe that base percentage? Can you believe that playing guys work sometimes? Like, I I can't believe that that's something that works. Like, I never thought that actually playing and giving guys a chance for a long period of time, giving them a leash, would actually work. It's crazy, crazy concept. The Rangers might want to take notes, but... I uh, I faulted Mickey Calloway a lot, but he did play Jeff McNeil a lot. A mm -hmm. crap ton. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He gave him all the at-bats that he wanted. Everything. Yeah, Rojas was a little more strict with giving McNeil reps. Like, he really played Cano a lot more. But I still feel like that was the Wilpons and Brody being yeah. up their ass about playing Cano. We hired a player agent as a GM. Just Come and keep, get us. I think that was Come and get us. <laughs> Come and get us. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, no. When Gary Cohn was recapping the 2019 season, it was, it was like, well, it went from come and get us to they came and got us to uh, the summer of love to Brody the, even said it himself. He's like, they came and they got us. Yeah. After that year. <laughs> and then it was uh, the fall of discontent, I think was the last day. Uh, we were talking about it last episode, how like it's crazy how times have changed. We were begging for Del and Batantis under our Christmas trees, yeah. man. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yes. Oh god. Yes, we were. And he did not work out that we way. We were such a poverty. And we thought like I thought Jed Lowry was gonna be good. That's what yeah, that's was, what I was saying. We were like he never, but he never stayed healthy. Nope. He sucked. Dude just wasn't real. He had seven at bats. <laughs> Dude, how, how dare him disrespect Terrence Gore's number like that? How about the, the biggest move before Stephen Cohen came to the Mets? The biggest move that we had made before Cohen's arrival in like the past decade and change since the Beltron signing was fucking Jason Bay. <laughs> Could like somebody... That was like our crowning, like, guys. We got him. I would love it if we got somebody him. could find the last move in the Wilpon era. The last trade that happened in the Wilpon era. Ooh. I don't know how much research that will take, Ooh. but I'm going to I'm gonna try and it. find it. Look it up on the Google. Let's see if I can. I remember uh, when it was reported that Steve first bought the Mets, and then I was really happy. And then, like a couple weeks later, it the TV part of it screwed it up, and then it was mm -hmm. off the table. And then we had to wait another year. And. Thank and then God. it was right off the rip. Francisco Lindor like wasted no Thank time. Thank God, Steve Cohen bought the Mets. So mm -hmm. when would that have been though? Twenty twenty, right? That was our last like season because I'm yeah. going. I'm looking at the off season moves that was technically Cohen by then. Um, okay. <laughs> I, this is the last notable trade. Who could figure try and figure it out? It was with the Baltimore Orioles. And the Mets right. acquired two players. Oh, Miguel Castro? No. No? What year? What year? What year? Actually, yes, Miguel Castro's one of them. Yes. And they did get someone else. Oh. See if you what can year? name the actually the three guys. This was 2020. The three guys that they got at the so deadline. Miguel Castro they got at 2020? Yes. Miguel Castro. Okay, there's one, right? Um the fuck would we have gotten from the Orioles? They had nobody back then. They had two guys from the Orioles. Would you guys like a hint? 
No, Castro was one of the Orioles guys. The other was from uh, from the Rangers. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, wait, Todd Frazier. Yep, Todd, Todd the Frazier. Todd father. The Todd and, father. And one more from the Orioles. Oh, my God. Wait, he was wait. a catcher. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I probably know this, too. Was it Maldonado? No. No, no not, not Maldonado. Maldonado. Oh my god. He did play for the Astros at one point, so you're dude. No, Wait, I know the name. This is oh my god. Fucking that geriatric bastard, right? It was old over the hill. It was um oh. right in the can. Oh my god. Oh my god. Why start with an M? First or last name? Well, either right last now, name, but last like name. last name starts with a C. Oh my god, man! Yeah, first no, name starts a... with an R. <laughs> Ramon Castro. <laughs> <laughs> Ramon Castro. <laughs> that was before my time as a Mets fan, but you know, <laughs> I know the name. Um. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm. I. I got nothing. Not sure. Nick, knows. you got anything? Oh, what'd you are, say? Torinos? Yes, Robinson Torinos. Yes! yes! That's the guy. Robinson Torinos. He did play for the Texas Rangers. Good work. Nice. Good, good work. Oh, you God. had some absurd moves. They signed Melky Cabrera that year. Oh, yeah. Brian, <laughs> Brian Dozier. They brought Juan Lagars back like three times. Sessions Joey Bats, baby. That Give was, me Joey Bats on there. That was 2018. Um, Loser. Gordon Beckham they signed. Uh, let's see who they else. Signed Gordon Beckham. Yep. Hey, what what year? Locker, what year Locket. was? Uh, what year was who? Gary Sheffield? Jacob Rame was brought back. Eduardo Nunez they brought in. They brought Rene Rivera back. Um. Obviously signed Marisnik. Uh. Sam Haggerty, oh, Brian Cordell. Oh, some of these names are Those beautiful. fucking sucked, dude. Matt Adams. Oh, my God. I forgot they had Matt Adams for a bit. But, dude, but this is, like, how bad the Mets used to be where, like, these were the guys we got and we're like, what an offseason. We got all these Austin less than Jackson. mid players. Like, yeah. Brad Brock. <laughs> Jose Peraza. Yeah. Peraza oh, he's was, back. He's Peraza back. Was- yeah, he had a good twenty twenty. That was a Cohen was move, actually. My my mistake. I liked I like VR Pilar and uh, and uh, Peraza. I like those guys. I thought they were yeah, solid. Yeah, I didn't mind guys. them. I thought they were good bench guys, not like starters, but like Pilar. I love. I love Jason Shreve. He was good. Jarrett Parker. Chase and Shreve was good one. It was was good in 2020. Remember when they brought Rubens Ahada back for that like one go around too in oh, 2019? What? Joe Panic. No. Panic was I love Panic. Th- Our rotation case. by the 2019 deadline was very scary though. Like when they got rid of Vargas and they brought Stroman in, that was scary when they had yeah. uh Syndergaard, DeGrom, Stroman, no. Wheeler. Yeah, Wheeler was the fourth Mats. starter. The wheel deal. Yeah, that was a solid rotation. And then we immediately gave up on Wheeler. Yeah, I, don't don't even give honestly, him a qualifying offer. Think, Why do that? Honestly, I didn't even think that they needed to, to 
to sign him because they had so much pitching depth. But I quickly realized that was such a huge mistake. Yeah, uh, especially with what the pitching ended up uh, becoming. Yeah. yeah. Delson yeah. Herrera. My God, some of these names are just how how's that for a blast in the past? A former we'll top keep, prospect. We'll have to we'll have to do like the former Met extra random Mets, yeah. Yes. The random Rangers right followed by random Mets. Right after Brooks the random Ponders. Rangers. Matt oh Den Decker, everyone's favorite. Oh, Den Decker. Former great prospect. Nick Evans. Kirk <laughs> Newenheis. All the old guys. I miss all of them. Sam. Jordan the Spin. I was we were hyped out Keon Broxton. That's another name. Oh, yeah. Aaron Altair. My goodness. Oh, he was awful. He was, he was so, so bad. Dude, Altair. Do you remember when Matt Kemp was a Met for a bit too? Because I'm looking right now. Yes, dude. Yes. Oh Matt my God. Kemp. Irvin Santana. Shout out to him. Follow me on Twitter. Still yeah, he for follows reason. me on, on my personal. Yeah, he oh I thought god. it was nuts. Oh my god, yeah. Um, Those teams were so freaking bad. Like The Mets have well, come uh, such a long Omar way. De Los Santos, like, come on. Luis Avion. He was he was good. Where's, uh, where's Almora on that list? Almora, Bobby Wall, Kevin Kazmarski. Did, didn't I could they go had, for way uh, too long. They had Abreu for a little bit. Bobby Abreu. Yeah, they yeah. had him. Didn't they have him not long after uh, Gary Sheffield's reign of terror? I think Bobby Abreu was like 2013, maybe 2012, something and like Sheffield that. And Sheffield was 2009 or 2010. I think. Oh my God, Danny Espinosa. I forgot. Devin Mezzarocco. Oh, wow. Hey, this might be before your guys' time, but you remember when they got Damian Easley and Sean Green from the Rockies? Or not the Rockies, the Diamondbacks? Uh, I know the names, but for y'all's time yeah bunch of youngins yeah <laughs> for my time Can't brody actually did solid with the drafting though huh brody did a decent job drafting though i will say that he yeah, drafted Beatty, right yeah josh wolf who i was excited for until they traded him they um, traded him for he was part of the lindor deal oh yeah okay and there was like one other prospect oh yeah isaiah green that was another guy mm-hmm. i was excited about and they traded him one of the Mets prospects they traded for Baez is in the top 15 in the MLB right now. For yeah, Pete Crow Armstrong, Armstrong, yeah. Pete Crow Armstrong. Rajay Davis. Oh, another another Twitter Uber, follow right there. Rajay Davis. Uber. Oh, yeah, I remember, yeah, when he had the story with the Uber. Yep. Ryan O'Rourke, come on. Oh, even... Even last year, they had some absurd names. Like, they literally had an accountant pitch for them last year. I remember it so specifically against the Phillies. It's like, I forgot the guy. I think it was like, his last name was Fisher. I forgot his first name. But they had some absurd, like, oh my God. Oh, it was it was the guy uh, married to that country singer girl, Mike Fisher. No. <laughs> wait, 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 who are you talking about? Are you talking about... Gary Underwood? <laughs> wait. Oh my god! Former <laughs> captain of the National Predators. <laughs> that threw me off completely. Uh, Franklin Kilmey. Oh my god, that's another name. Ugh. Who's your right. favorite? Who's your favorite worst player for the Mets? 
like oh. favorite player that was just absolutely like like favorite player and I, when i say favorite i mean like the worst of the worst a name that you remember because he was so bad oh there's a few aaron altair has got to be on that list mm-hmm. um that yeah you're asking a lot for me but i would have to say that's tough that that's tough. Maybe Eric O'Flaherty. That might that might be my pick. Eric O'Flaherty. Fernando Nieve. Wait a minute. <sighs> on there. Um, the Mets had Tyler McGill's brother at one point. I didn't even know that. Really? Yeah, they had Trevor McGill also. Jesus. Well, I've got I've got three nominations for mine. Okay. One of them is before y'all's time. Aaron Heilman. Oh, I know. He he gave up He's the homer to Yadi. Very forgettable. Aaron Heilman. This one kills me. Luis Castillo. Oh God. Dropped the damn fly ball when the Yankees beat us in that one game. I think that was on my birthday, if I remember correctly. Oh. And oh my, God. my number one of all time, who I reference all the time because he was so overpaid, but would still be the richest player in the NHL. Jason. Fucking Vargas. Yep. <laughs> I remember when he like warmed up the Taylor Swift for a bit too. That was funny. He was so like he tried bad. so hard to be relevant. Oh my do you remember TJ Rivera? Yes. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm just getting mesmerized by so many of these He's, names. That oh no, Ty Kelly's the one on Twitter, right? Yeah. The really funny that's Twitter the, account. That's the one Frank the tank always uh talked about or whatever yes. josh smoker oh my god what about kelly johnson and fucking juan Arebe? when are they coming back hey those guys were solid pickups Dude, yeah. they were they were really solid alejandro yeah. deaza that's another oh name my god, deaza. Deaza. oh yeah. my god yeah like our big center fielder depth signing oh here it comes <laughs> aj <Deaza>. ramos <laughs> i remember when that dude was our closer Dude, because we got we traded for him at a deadline, correct? When we were rebuilding and we acquired him because he had a year left on his deal. Yes, AJ Ramos. Yeah. All right, fellas. I know we could do this all day, but we could. I'm gonna wrap oh. this up. Come I on! I didn't even I get know. the Drew Gagne yet. <laughs> I know. I know, man. I know. <laughs> The people on Spotify are gonna be like, "What the hell is going on? Why? Why are there just random names like, going on here? <laughs> what are they? These why haven't they named Gavin Caccini yet? Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Jesus. They stop Remember- talking at this timestamp about this. <laughs> Remember Travis Darno? Uh oh. Uh, all right, that's enough of that. Okay. Uh, a longer, well- uh, a longer episode for uh, ice cold <laughs> takes. You yeah. Know, this, is, we will- this is abnormal for the program. We went, we went an hour and a half. Enjoy, fellas. Uh, anyways, boys, thanks so much for hopping on with me. It was a pleasure. We'll do it some more, especially during uh, during the season. We'll, we'll get Hell you guys yes. back on for sure. Hell yes. During the NHL yep. season, I mean. Um, but, yeah, uh, pray the cap for NHL goes up $10 million for next year, and uh, Mets got to win 12 in a row. Yep. Okay. We'll talk about Bye, the Nuggets everybody. winning it all next episode. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hey, Rangers fans, thank you so much for listening to the Ice Cold Takes podcast this week. Make sure you follow at Ice Cold Takes Pod on Twitter to stay up to date with the latest Rangers info. See you all next week. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here.
No!